sound, very tired, very ill. Is this your normal state? I take that as an insult. Do you suffer from sore eyes, groovy foreheads and curly hair? Take Zumdum! <laughs> hey. Hey, isn't that, uh, what's his name? The poet, Ginsberg? Alan Ginsberg? Oh my god! It is! Wait a minute. Alan thought that was you in there. I don't think you two have met. Hi. Hey. Alan, tell him what you said to that reporter, the one that asked if you thought that Jude had sold out. What they're asking you. I said, I didn't know. Perhaps you sold out to God. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, if your mission was to see whether you could do great art on a jukebox, well, you know, then we all benefited. Profited, you said, by his coercion. That was it. So, what now? Now? What's left? Oh, my salvation. Well, see what we can do. Oh, he'll give it to you. <laughs> It was Alan Ginsberg, man. See you later, Alan Ginsberg. Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. That is a scene from Todd Haynes's I'm Not There. Now, this film... Some of my friends didn't get it. They said, oh, I don't see Bob Dylan. And well, it's also about these are characters. Todd Haynes directed this. Several actors portray legendary singer songwriter Bob Dylan at different stages in his personal life and career. In 1959, a gun guitar strumming youth, Marcus Carl Franklin, rides the rails calling himself Guthrie. Then a man named Jack Christian Bale emerges in New York, New York's Greenwich Village, followed by Robbie, Heath Ledger, Jude, Kate Blanchett, and other personalities. This came out in 2007. It was the last film released in Heath Ledger's lifetime. Ben Wishishaw, who played uh, Arthur, also a composite of Bob Dylan. The songs are all there. They're all even the even where he goes electric. Here's Ben Wishishaw. Rules for life in hiding. One. Never trust a cop in a raincoat. Two. Beware of enthusiasm and of love. Each is temporary and quick this way. Three, when asked if you care about the world's problems, look deep into the eyes of he who asks. He will not ask you again. Pack up the meat, sweet. It's king for king and queen for queen. Afternoon, Mr. McCarty. George, Julia. Number four and five. Afternoon, Billy. Howdy, Mr. B. Bonnie. Never give your real name. Afternoon, Mr. Gladstone, sir. 
lights on? Please, dear man, you, you gotta get me out of here. This here's Chicken Town. And if ever told to look at yourself, never look. His singing voice, asthmatic and whiny, makes his success at first seem inconceivable. But for so many of his ardent admirers, Quinn's simple raggedness was always the sound of his truth. In it, they could conjure all the hard knocks, his rough-and-tumble story implies, all the honest struggles, their far more conventional backgrounds deny them. On the other hand, this guy's an asshole. If Quinn's recent foray into electronic music has raised doubts concerning his sincerity in the past, the startling truth behind his famously clouded origins is sure to close the book once and for all on his future. Six, never say or do anything the person standing in front of you cannot understand. For despite his unwashed, freewheeling credentials, and contrary to anything he's ever stated, And unfortunately, we have a technical error. It happens in podcasting as much as other things. Here we go. Back, uh, back to. It's an interesting movie. Like I said, not everyone gets it. That's the thing with movies. It has a really great soundtrack. Different people singing a lot of Bob songs. Happy birthday, Bob. Real June Quinn. Suburban, middle class, educated, is as conventional as they come. The eldest son of a Brookline, Massachusetts department store owner, the real name of America's backwoods vagabond turned rock and roll martyr, is Aaron Jacob Edelstein. And seven? Never create anything. People be misinterpreted. It will chain you and follow you for the rest of your life. It will never change. And so those are some vignettes from Todd Haynes's I'm not there. Composites of Bob Dylan. What's funny is, yeah, we all know Bob Dylan's real name is is Robert Zimmerman, but he had it changed. So really, everyone can stop saying, oh, Robert Zimmerman, because he changed it. And I've said this before. uh, If he didn't, then his son, Jacob Dylan, would be Jacob Zimmerman. So what can we say? If you remember the 1998 Grammy Awards and Bob wins Album of the Year and a man hops out on stage with soy bomb on his chest. At the time, it was like, oh, my God. And even Bob Dylan looked stunned. Here's the funny thing about that. The more I learned about Bob Dylan, he's a joker. He likes to play with the audience and he likes to play with the press. And I've said this before because the press likes to fuck with him. And now 
looking back, he planned that, I think. I could be wrong. I've said I said this yesterday. He I think Soy Bomb was really Bob Dylan's doing where he said, Hey, I want you to come out. And I want I want you to just do a dance and everyone's gonna be like, Oh my god. And I'm and I'm gonna look stunned because I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like I said, I could be wrong. He probably was just as stunned as everybody else. So I I didn't want to go too much into I'm not there, but you know, I want to say as a lyricist, there's nobody better. If if we could say Bob's contemporaries, people who followed a similar path like Joni Mitchell Patti Smith Neil Young I love Neil Young and so does Bob Dylan I know that for a fact because they they have often talked about each other lovingly you know with Neil Young Neil Young plays that electric guitar and it's like the wilderness Neil Young really doesn't give a fuck Bob Dylan Bob Dylan's like hey let me play with them. <laughs> but then he, you think of all the beat poets. Bob Dylan himself has said what really bought, brought the poet out of him was this girl. This girl, uh, I forget her name. And she had blonde hair, supposedly. But she brought, she brought the poet out of it in him. So... Yeah. 80 years. Most people are retired by 80. Bob Dylan is still out there touring. Remember, uh, the late Ed Bradley said to him, why do you still do it? Well, it's a, it's a deal I made with the chief commander a long time ago, and I'm just holding up my end of the bargain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His songs have been in movies. They've been in Var Mitzvah. I remember, gotta remember, he was raised Jewish, but he can't really assume, okay, does he still, his son Jacob said he had a Var Mitzvah. So, yeah. This is a really great film. And I thought, let's play another another clip. We can get away with it. Why do you think you were booed at your recent appearance in New England? Well, um, I... I figured there's a little boo in all of us. Squid, Mr. Squid! Isn't true you no longer sing protest songs? Who said that? I didn't say that, I just... Uh, I read somewhere that you no longer do the protest thing. Well, that's all I ever do is... Uh, Protest. So do, you, do you have a message? You? I mean, are you trying to accomplish anything? Am I trying to accomplish anything? Are you trying to change the world or anything? What, am I trying to change the word? Did you say? Yes. You know, are you trying to push your idealism to the people? No. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Quinn. Uh, perhaps you could tell us um, 
Juvenile, How many man? people who labor in the same musical vineyards in which you toil? Uh, how many would you say are protest singers today? Uh, that is, people who protest against the social state we live in. Uh, how many? Yes. Are there many? Yeah. Um, I, I think there's about 136. <laughs> Mr. Quinn, Keenan Jones from Culture Beat. As someone symbolic of the, the protest movement among young people, some have questioned, given your latest recordings, whether or not you still care about people as you once did. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we all have our own definitions of all those words. Care and uh, people. Well, I think we all know the definition of people. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Well, is it your belief, then, that folk music has perchance failed to achieve its goals with the Negro cause or the cause of peace? You know, saying cause of peace is just like saying like a hunk of butter. You know, I, I don't know how you can listen to anybody who wants you to believe is dedicated to the hunk and not the butter. I'm not sure I follow. You know, I didn't come out of some cereal box. There's no one out there who's ever going to be converted by a song. There's no um, Phil Oak song that's uh, uh, going to keep a movement moving or a picket line picketing. His songs acts a personal conscience. Like uh, burning a draft card or burning yourself. <laughs> Doesn't do a damn thing. Except to disassociate you and your audience from all the evils of the world. I refuse to be disassociated from that. And so that's another clip. Now, Kate Blanchett really got a lot of attention for playing Bob Dylan. It was seen as because she was playing Bob Dylan. She was not playing a female Bob Dylan. She was playing, but she was playing a character called Jude Quinn. Because if you remember when Dylan goes electric, and this is in the movie, people start screaming, Judas! from the stage or from the audience because people saw him as a prophet in folk music and couldn't take and this is in the film where Pete Seeger tried to cut the cables when Dylan first went electric at Newport Folk Festival in 1965 and that is in the film Christian Bale plays Jack also a composite of Bob Dylan Richard Gere, all these different actors, even Heath Ledger. Oh God, they all, they all brought it, and that's Todd Haynes. And also in a Todd Haynes film, you're gonna have Julianne Moore. Todd Haynes loves to write things for Julianne Moore. She's playing kind of a Joan Baez type of character, and Joan Baez just got an the Kennedy Center honor. So congratulations to Joan Baez. Whenever we mention Joan Baez, everyone knows up oh, Bob Dylan and Joan Baez. Come on. Come on. <sighs> I'm waiting for him to tour. I'm after this, I'm going to look, I'm going to see if he's going to tour. I've never seen him. Like I said, at this point, and I was thinking about it because, you know, Time Out of Mind, here we are, May 24th. Time Out of Mind came out 
24 years ago. And 24 years ago, it was about CDs. It was a different time. Nothing was truly digital yet. And Bob Dylan had a serious disease and was sick. Supposedly, I think it was his heart or somewhere, or his intestines. And and supposedly he was dying. And they were going to rush time out of mind. It had already been mastered. And they were going to rush it out. But because he couldn't tour behind it yet. But they put it out on September 30th. It became, a, like I said, it started a, a, a 90s renaissance of him. It, it re, in, reignited his career in the 90s. Because he said in the 80s, he purposely made bad records. And then he won album of the year for Time Out of Mind. Now, he was nominated against some interesting people. You got Paula Cole, This Fire. Remember, where have all the cowboys gone? Self-produced. The Day, Babyface. Self-produced, okay. Paul McCartney, Flaming Pie, which was produced by Jeff Lynne. I'm saying it because this this matters right here. Trying to think who else. Okay, that's okay. Bob Bob Dylan, "Time Out of Mind," produced by Daniel Lenoir, who was a producer of U2 and Peter Gabriel. Here he is working with Bob Dylan again, and this is really the album that put them both back in there. And OK Computer. Radiohead, Nigel Goodrich. So if you remember Radiohead's OK Computer, that was a big album. And they're nominated against Bob Dylan. Okay, so they went for Best Alternative Album. They knew they were not going to win Album of the Year. They've been nominated three times for Album of the Year. have never won. OK Computer, Kid A, and In Rainbows. And then Bob was nominated again in 2002 for his album Love and Theft, which has... Here's the interesting thing about Bob Dylan. The older he gets, the albums are a little more country, a little more folk, a little more bluesy. All right? So, I'm not there. When did it... I know that it came out... Was it in December? So, Kate Blanchett was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Same year, she was nominated for Best Actress for playing Queen Elizabeth. Didn't win either. Uh, but that says something that that character that she played, it, people really took notice. What was this released? Okay. November 2007. Okay. <sighs> Here are the characters. The seven identities braided together. Seven organs pumping through one life story. Arthur Rambeau, 19-year-old Arthur Rambeau, is questioned by interrogators. His cryptic responses are 
interspread throughout the film includes remarks of fatalism, the nature of poets, seven simple rules for life in hiding and chaos. Woody Guthrie, in 1959, an 11-year-old African-American boy calling himself Woody Guthrie is freight hopping through the Midwestern United States, carrying a guitar and case bearing the slogan, This Machine Kills Fascists. He plays blues music and sings about topics such as trade unionism. One African-American woman advises him to sing about the issues of his own time instead. Woody is attacked by hobos, nearly drowns, but is rescued by a white couple who take him in. They are impressed with his musical talents, but Woody runs off when they receive a telephone call from a juvenile corrections center in Minnesota, telling them he is an escaped fugitive. Upon learning that the real Woody Guthrie is deathly ill, Dylan travels to New Jersey to visit Guthrie in the hospital. Jack Rollins, Father Jack. The career of folk musician Jack Rollins is famed as a documentary film. Told by interviewees including folk singer Alice Fabian, Jack becomes a star of the Greenwich Village folk scene in the early 1960s, praised by the fans for his protest songs. He signs to Columbia Records. Who does that sound like, huh? But in 1963, just as the Vietnam War is escalating, he stops singing protest songs and turns away from folk music, believing that neither affects real social or political change. Following the assassination of John F. Kennedy, Jack gets drunk at a ceremony where he is receiving an award from a civil rights organization, remarking in his acceptance speech that he saw something of himself in Kennedy's assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald. He is booed and deride by the audience he goes into hiding and in 1974 enters a bible study course in stockton california and emerges a born-again christian denouncing his past and becoming an ordained minister performing gospel music under the name father john robbie clark robbie clark is a 22 year old actor who plays jack rollins in the 1965 biographical film grain of sand during the filming in Greenwich Village in January of 1964, he falls in love with French artist Claire. They soon marry. Grain of Sand is a hit and Robbie becomes a star. But the relationship is strained and Claire observes Robbie flirting with other women. She is particularly offended when during an argument in 1968 over whether the evils of the world can be changed, he opens, opines that women can never be posts poets eventually robbie moves out of their house then goes to london for four months to film a thriller and has an affair with his female co-star richard nixon's january 1973 announcement of the paris peace accords inspires jack to ask for a divorce she gains custody of their two daughters but allows robbie to take them on a boating trip jude quinn Jude Quinn is a popular former folk singer whose performance with a full band and electric guitars at New England Jazz and Folk Festival outrages his fans, he, who accuse him of selling out. Traveling to London, Jude is asked by a journalist, Keenan Jones, if he has become disillusioned or thinks folk music has failed to achieve its goals of sociopolitical change. Jude is attacked by a hotel employee, hangs out with the Beatles, encounters his former lover Coco Rivington meets poet Allen Ginsberg who at, suggests that Jude sold out to God interviewing Jude Keenan notes that Jude's songs are being used as recruitment tools by the Black Panther Party and opines that Jude refuses to feel deeply about anything while simultaneously being very self-conscious Jude is offended and walks out of the interview 
At a concert performing Ballad of a Thin Man, Jude is booed and called a Judas by the audience. Now, that happened to the real Bob Dylan. Keenan reveals on television that despite his claims of a rough-and-tumble vagabond past, Jude is actually Aaron Jacob Edelstein, the suburban middle-class educated son of a Brookline, Massachusetts department store owner. Faced with a long string of upcoming European tour dates, Jude spirals into drug use and is killed in a motorcycle accident. Now that's a character. Outlaw Billy McCarthy, McCarthy, believed to have been killed by Pat Garrett, lives in hiding in rural Riddle, Missouri. Learning that the Commissioner Garrett plans to demolish the town to build a highway, which has caused several townspeople to commit suicide, Billy confronts Garrett. Garrett recognizes Billy as the outlaw. Billy the Kid, and has him thrown in jail. He is broken out by his friend Homer and hops into a boxcar and a passing train where he finds Woody's guitar. As he rides away, he remarks on the nature of freedom and identity. The film concludes with the footage of Dylan playing a harmonica solo during a live performance in 1966. Christian Bale as Jack Rollins, Pastor John. Kate Blanchett as Jude Quinn. Marcus Carl Franklin as Woody. Richard Gere as Billy the Kid. Heath Ledger as Robbie Clark. Ben Wishishaw as Arthur Rambone. Yeah. And that is I'm not here. Or I'm not I'm not there. What an amazing film. Not everyone will agree with its brilliance. That's fine. Not everyone, I think, gets the... The brilliance of Bob Dylan. As I said, my former boss and uh, mentor, Dr. Stanislav Partner from Czechoslovakia. He loved literature. He loved poets. He met Allen Ginsberg. One time he asked me, he says, I do not get the Bob Dylan. And I said, well, he is our poet. He, If you want someone to represent that era as a protest singer, as a folk singer, it's Bob Dylan. And he kind of got what I was saying. And I said, Bob, everyone and their mother has covered Bob Dylan from the birds. They've all had hits. Uh, Mr. Tambourine Man Cher did All I Want to Do Jimi Hendrix did All Along the Watchtower Adele years later did To Make You Feel My Love so yeah P.G. Harvey did Highway 61 Revisited (laughs) Rage Against Machine did Maggie's Farm It is about the words. It's about the moment, the lyrics. And it's in this film. An amazing soundtrack. An amazing film. Directed by Todd Haynes. I'm not there. All these different characters playing Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan today is 80 years old. He has lived a long life. And I hope he gets 80 more from myself at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And I've always been a big fan of Bob Dylan. And 
back in November or December when I did documentary December, I talked about I'm not there. Or no, um, don't, uh, not I'm not there, but his documentaries, Don't Look Back. And, and I was very moved by him. I, I always have been. There's nobody that can capture you and hold you in that moment like Bob Dylan. And today is his birthday. We are forever grateful and mystified and scratching our heads at the brilliance of Bob Dylan. To take his name from Dylan Thomas. When asked, so you really didn't see yourself as Bob Dylan? No, I really didn't. Or or Robert Zimmerman? No, I really didn't. And why did you name yourself Bob Dylan? This is the land of the free. You can call yourself anything you want to here. Yeah. Born on May 24th, 1941 in Duluth, Minnesota. In fact, I'll, I'll mention Duluth because when he was making Time Out of Mind, and he talked about this, he said, when I was 16 or 17 years old, I saw uh, Buddy Holly play at Duluth. And I can't explain uh, explain this anyway, but I feel he was wait, make, with us during the making of this record. Isn't that eerie? Is that he felt Buddy Holly was with them while they were making Time Out of Mind. That that really says something right there. That's eerie. But it's from the, the genius mind of Bob Dylan. And so, Unpleasant Dreams, Bob Dylan. If I could if I could say a lyric of his that I really love, it's from It's Not Dark Yet. Where he says, Feels like my soul has turned to steel. Still got the scars the sun won't heal. I can't sing like Bob, but come on. The way he hangs on to that, my soul has turned to steel. Woo! Yeah. Happy birthday, good sir. Changing of the guard, our poet, Unpleasant Dreams. Mm-hmm.